the college basketball experience, sweet 16 preview and NIT and CIT picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet is what you need to win. Bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollars at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SG, uh, the sports scaling podcast, final four watch party. We are inviting you to this. April 1st, 7 30 PM. Yes. Me stacking the money green, real money. Kramer will be at the ice house comedy club in Los Angeles, California. So come on, hang out with the crew. All the infos available at sports gambling podcast.com slash ice house. Hey, this is bill Romanowski. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Sweet 16 preview CIT NIT picks episode. Oh, if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. I would have killed a normal man, but uh, no, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. You are going to pay for it. Good night. And it feels great to be back. You know, healthy, being a part of planet Earth, ate some broccoli, you know what I mean? Breathe some air. Shout out to Galactic. It says, I often miss the live show. Super hype that I made it in time. Shout out to you. And yeah, been in Vegas, been been grinding, and it's good to back be back home in, you know. Being able to jam out content, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin, host of the Ryan and Rush Show, host of the NFL Gambling Podcast. Give it up for Ryan McIntyre. How you doing, brother? Well, I'm doing good now. My guy just got the Northwestern State job, so go Demons. That- uh, you must be referring to Rick uh, Cabrera. Rick Cabrera, right? we were yes. we were on staff at Austin P uh, back in the day. So he was went to Tallahassee Community College, did a good job there, and now he's headed to Northwestern State. So I'll I'll be betting that money line every game next year. Let's go. They beat TCU Let's this go. year. Let's go, dude. Northwestern State was solid this year. They were solid. 
Yep. Uh, let's maybe we should just open up and talk about some of that. We're going to talk a lot about college basketball coaching uh, in the sweet 16, but we also want to talk about some of these big names hiring and we're going to give you solo episodes during the off season on pretty much all these coaches and, and maybe what they bring in recruiting wise and stuff like that state of the program. Uh, but yes, Northwestern state has hired Rick Cabrera. Also uh, the big one here, Rick Matano, <laughs> the other Rick, <laughs> let's go. He's back at St. John. I mean, not back at St. John's, but he's back at the garden because he used to coach for the New York Knicks. Used to be an assistant also for the New York Knicks, two different eras. And obviously, no stranger to the Big East with his play uh, at Providence. And I want to say maybe even the first go around at Louisville, they might have got a couple years there in the Big East. Okay. So he's no stranger to that. Uh, I think this is a huge win for college basketball, even though I know obviously it's probably going to be a short leash considering he's like 75 fucking years old. But. I'm all in favor. I think the biggies got a lot stronger. And the other shocking news was Ed Cooley took just a, about a half million dollars more per year to hop down the I 95 to head over to DC. I think the real thing here though, is that, uh, is that, you know, Ed Cooley, what, you know, Georgetown's committing more financial money, I think to the basketball program than say Providence besides his contract, but he is the Hoyas new head coach. Uh, what do you make of those two moves? The big East is back. I mean, they're having a strong NCAA tournament already. Um, three teams in the sweet 16, three teams that I think we all agree can advance past the sweet 16 and Yukon Creighton and Xavier. And, and obviously Marquette was shocked smart. Now you had two other coaches or I guess Ed Cooley just goes from one big East to another but he's going to have different resources. I think he can bring back the national brand and name for the Georgetown Hoyas. And then Rick Latino, you can pencil. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament next year. I can't wait. I, I, I would be the biggest fan of the Johnnies. I thought what he did. I mean, I understand at the time it was bad. I mean, it's always bad, but considering what other guys did at the same time, I mean, nobody else got in trouble. Shout out to Peter Griffith. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Peter Griffith. Thanks for the $40 gift card. But yeah, you're right. You're on dude. I think these both strengthen the big East. I saw uh, people asking about Northwestern state. What happened is a uh, McConaughey uh, retired their, their longtime head coach retired. He doesn't want that NIL no. transfer portal shit. He's out. He says I'm 60. I think I read an article. He's 68 years old, some shit like that. And uh, he's out. But so I think the big East gets stronger in a way because now there's an opening at Providence. There was speculation that it could be Bobby Hurley, but he just re-upped for a two-year extension in Tempe. So Bobby Hurley survives. Then I'm seeing reports and I don't know. Actually, I should actually probably look at this right now. Uh, yeah, I I'm seeing that. Kim English. Uh, yeah. Kim English, the George Mason, the head coach, the longtime Rick Barnes assistant down there at Tennessee. Yeah. is going to be the next head coach of uh of Providence. So so here's my thing here. I think Patino's going to win right away. The portal gives him access to that. I think they're going to be a buzz around him in the city and I think that's that place is going to be rocking. Uh I think Georgetown will be able to win right away with the portal and the way Ed Cooley and the way that they want to spend money on basketball. 
Providence is the head scratcher a little bit here. And I'm not, I'm not going to say Kim, Kim English was terrible, but he definitely got better players to Georgetown. Their roster way more talented. George Mason. When, uh, did I say George? I'm sorry. Yeah, George, George yeah, Mason. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At George Mason. Uh, then, then, uh, you know, Paulson, their, their Dave Paulson was in their former coach coach, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they still couldn't win a lot of these games where I felt like they were more talented. I felt like they were more talented in a lot of games that they lost. So I, I, you know, I, I want to wish, I think he's, I like Kim English, but yeah. I think he's a little unproven to me. Uh, what do you make of, what do you make of that? Yeah. I, I kind of tweeted out the same thing. Cause some, uh, one of the big coaching firm, uh, accounts tweeted out that this is what Kim Kim English is. He's always tweeting out life lessons. And I'm like, that doesn't qualify you for a big East job. Kim English was 34 and 29 in two years at George Mason. I'm not saying Kim English isn't a good coach or isn't going to be qualified, but there's a lot of really good basketball coaches out there that are way more deserving, put more, more hours in that I think right now would do a better job than Kim English at Vermont. I mean, the first name that comes to mind is uh Beckner at Vermont. He's won every single yeah. year there. He's already in that region. I, he would have been number one for me. I would have had, a, uh, I would have had a few, but you know, English, I understand he's young and he's been, yeah. uh, he's, he's been able to recruit and that's half the battle, but uh, you got to win games. And to me, I still struggle to see, uh, you know, the, the, some of those losses they have are inexcusable yeah. to me based on what, when I look at the talent on that roster, but we'll see. Uh, and George other, Mason's a good job. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're in, you're right there in where Georgetown is, which is why Cooley left because of the DC area. So yeah, I, that's a head scratcher. I'm with you there. Shout out to Cameron Kerr. So what happened to Paul Mills, Paul Mills, or Roberts head coach. He dipped out. To Wichita State, love this hire. Shaka, Shaka Nation, baby. You know, I was thinking about this. You think, you know, obviously the AAC loses Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati uh, in basketball this year. Like this next basketball season, they're no longer part of the AAC. They're in the Big Twelve. But in a way, so if you're looking at the teams returning within the AAC, Memphis. Who we know will be good. Mm-hmm. Tulane, who I think Ron Hunter's got that program improving year by year. Wichita State, which, you know, they've made the f- final four in the past 15 years. They're they're not, yeah. I mean, I should have think like eleven years ago. No, twelve years ago. Um, they're a rich program. Go back to the eighties when they had fucking Antoine Carr and, and Xavier McDaniel, but they've been doing it for a while. And they have winning culture there. So if if and so they hire Paul Mills who I think, I think could be a home run there, especially knowing the AAC is kind of wide open. Now, obviously East Carolina is in the AAC and (laughs) we know, we know, we know the Schwartz is with us and that we will be contending for championships here very shortly. But there's still talk that Mike Bray could end up the South Florida head coach. I know he interviewed. I thought that was reported. I you know, nowadays, 2023, you get so much fake news. So it, I'm seeing that he hasn't been offered the contract yet. So who knows if he ends up in Tampa? That is a, a, an open job that could be interesting. Um, but let's not forget what they add in. We thought the CUSA was very good this year. Well, a lot of those teams are jumping yep. to the AAC. 
the Florida Atlantic Owls will be in the AAC next year. That's going to be awesome. The uh, North Texas Mean Green. Well, there's talk that Grant McCaskin is going to be the next Texas Tech head coach. So that one might regress. Uh, Rice, solid. Charlotte, solid. And then you get a doormat in UTSA. Uh, wait, am I forgetting any others? I think that's all. No, I think you got them all. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all of them. So when you mix them, obviously they'll they'll lose to East Carolina because we do believe. Shout out to Iveta. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this conference will be fun next year. I actually, in a way, now <laughs> this is before the McCaskin news. I thought, man, I go, it's kind of more fun because you know Houston was just dominating the AAC. I was sitting there thinking, okay, so you got Memphis, Tulane. I actually think SMU will will, get, will be a lot better next year, and then, uh, uh, you know, the the additions with Florida Atlantic, um, uh, Rice, North Texas. I was like, man, this is going to be a fun little conference next year. Uh, lose a little muster with McCaslin, but Paul Mills at Wichita. I love that. And McCaslin, do we know if that's final yet? That Texas tech? No, cause they won tonight. I thought that they, I thought Oklahoma state was going to get him and then we would see him take the Lubbock job, but he's going to New York next week for the final four of the NIT. If he does land in Texas tech, man, he's a perfect fit. Cause he was a Juco guy in West Texas already. And everybody's seen him at Baylor as an assistant and what he's done yeah. in North Texas has been great. So uh, yeah, I, I think Mike Bray is not going to take the USF job. And he's going to be on TV, which I think he'll be perfect at. Yeah, I think so too. So that means South Florida job open. Uh, the Temple job is open. They told Aaron McKee to get the fuck out of there. Um, Wofford went with their interim head coach Dwight Perry, the guy who filled in. So yep. got you know got a got a contract out of that. Uh, I saw Bucknell hired St. Joe's assistant John Griffin. I don't know what to make of that one. St. Joe's uh, is decent. I th- I like this one though. Steve Lutz from Texas A&M Corpus Christi hired to Western Kentucky the Hilltoppers. Love it. Oh, that's when the that's what the the AAC should have grabbed Western Kentucky too. I was surprised that they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one uh, should be should should be very fun to watch there. And obviously, uh, how about the news that Tobin Anderson, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson's head coach, moves along to Iona. Um, I Cash find it hilarious. Ticket. Yep, <laughs> I find it hilarious that people were like, uh, I mean, I'm being honest here, Stu Mandel. I mean, I've listened to him say he doesn't cover college, but so why why are you opinionated if you don't fucking watch it? You know what I mean? Like, I, you don't see me talking about fucking Korean baseball because I don't yeah. watch fucking Korean baseball. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but it just. I don't understand. Like he took a four win team a year ago, won 21 games this year. Also beat the 16th seed. Yes. They didn't win their conference tournament, but he still had a fucking great year from a head coaching point of view. Yep. Yeah. He did. He did a great job, but we were talking pre-show like how undercover college basketball is for about 11 and a half months out of the year. And then three months, everybody becomes an analyst. Every jackass has an opinion. It's like us going on the bachelor and bachelorette and breaking down should he, should they have sex or not? Or should they hook yeah. up over there? Like, it, yes, it they, should. Make the yes they should. The yes, they should. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's not our expertise. It's like, it, it annoys me. It's like, man, I wish uh, like we, there should be more coverage for college basketball, but 
this time of year, everybody. And then they're like, why are these coaches leaving? It's like, you ever heard of money or you ever heard of a better situation? Like, come on. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, yeah. I, I could, I could, I could shit on uh, that all day on one, what they were saying, but yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. Uh, clearly only re- did. <laughs> yeah. I said, the only reason I said bats is because my fiance was watching it earlier and I was like, what the hell is this shit? So that was fresh <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> you were like, honey, huh? Chris is going to hook up with Tanya, huh? Yeah. I was trying to figure uh, out what was what I was like, what time does the NID start? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, look, Stu Mandel, you know, I, I did get blocked by him, but yep. I just think to me, like, I mean, I know he, he, I was listening to one of his shows and he said, like, I didn't start watching until I didn't start watching this year's college basketball season to the final week of, uh, uh, tobacco, uh, the final Duke Carolina game. Well, it's like, okay, that's fair. You know, do whatever the fuck makes you happy, but okay. But don't start rattling off shit. If you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know what I mean? And the Korean baseball league's probably good. I just don't have time for it. I go deep diving with college football, <laughs> college basketball. And uh, look, it's, it's, uh, you know, I don't think people realize that June, when June comes around, I preview every single college football team in the land, a solo podcast for every single fucking team. So buckle up. Um, Fairly Dickinson promoted assistant uh, Jack Castleberry to permanent head coach. Uh, I got no idea if that's going to work out. You know what I mean? But Hey man, what St. Francis, New York, the divider, the divider is going to turn into a fucking Starbucks. Um, they, they got rid of their athletic department. It's, I'm going to tell you depressing. more. Yeah. I'm going to tell you more side. in a second. Yeah. I want to tell you folks, the college basketball experience is brought to you by Win bet. Yes. Win bets now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other States be on the lookout for win bet win hour each Thursday from five to 6 PM. Eastern time during win bets, win hour uh, marquee games of the week. will have better odds on win bet, giving you a larger payout opportunity and March madness is here. There's so many ways to, uh, to bet on the big dance Sign up today. Receive a special offer, bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollars limited to state availability. And of course, for our DJs only, if you at the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer something to change terms and condition. WinBet.com must be twenty older present state where WinBet is available. Review something you know is a gambling problem. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Final Four. Yes, we're doing a live, live watch party for the Final Four. If you're in the Los, An- if you're in the Southern California area, or if you if you're just coming in from wherever, look, LA is a tourist destination. Come out here, check out Hollywood, see all the homeless people sleeping on the fucking streets. You know what I mean? Uh, check out Venice Beach. You got all that all that good stuff. Get some sun in your life. Well, you can also add to that list. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast live from the Ice House Comedy Club in Pasadena, California. Uh, it's a historic comedy club, guys. If you've never, if you've never heard, do your homework on that. So, uh, yeah, April first, seven thirty p.m. We will be there. Get all the details. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. We're also brought to you by the SGP Masters. Yeah, looking to hang out with Shad Stack of the Muddy Green and Ryan Real Money Kramer at Stadium Swim, and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You could win a three night stay at circle Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. All you have to do is go to sports slash golf party. 
And uh, look, if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on your room using promo code SGP 15. Uh, shout out to Kip C. He says, uh, college sports calendar is perfect. College football previews don't really kick in until after the college world series. Correct. It is a perfect calendar. And then you mix that with XFL and USFL CFL. You know me, I'm a football junkie. Uh, yeah, we got you covered. We got you covered. Um, all right. Yeah. St. Francis, New York got is getting rid of their athletic department because they probably spend money like fucking idiots. All right. They spend too much money on the divider. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. They probably, you know, what's power that probably takes half the city's power to pull that thing down. You know what I mean? (laughs) Press that button. Patino came to town. He said, get rid of the divider. That pisses me off, man. That program has been going for like over a hundred years and you pieces of shit didn't handle your finances correctly. You're going to destroy history. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. You already got rid of your football program, which was going for a while. That shit pisses me off. It does. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like Hartford, but even worse, at least Hartford's yeah. still playing. Yeah. Hartford's going D three because their school is a bunch of fucking idiots. Just made their NCAA tournament for the first time a couple years ago. Ah, let's go D three. You know what? I just read an article. I just read a, read an article today that every single conference winner or gets 2 million just for getting to the NCAA tournament. All right. See if you can get that 2 million in D three. That's all I'm saying. See if you can do that. Let's see. These institutions spend money worse than freaking Congress does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the biggest news of the season, Cali LaPepe is <laughs> returning. <laughs> I was yes. like, what am I missing? <laughs> it's easy to see a tag yes. turn. <laughs> we have, a, you know, I'm getting my season ticket package. Loyola Marymount star forward, the greatest college basketball player to ever step foot on planet earth. Um, Yeah. So I got that news. Uh, I think those are all the coaching news that I, that I know of right now. I said, yeah, uh, I think Lutz is a home run hire at Western Kentucky. What do you think about that one? I love it. He did a good job at Corpus Christi back-to-back tournament uh, appearances. I think he's going to do a good job there and they, they need to get it. They had to get away from Stansbury. That thing was getting stale. And and now I guess we have, we still have a lot of openings, you know, so and we're going to do solo episodes on these, but now Kim English, if he leaves Mason, uh, that's going to be interesting. I wonder, uh, you know, I, I know that Tony skin is an assistant at Maryland, former, uh, Patriot player took him to the final four. I wonder if they'll consider him or I don't know if he's too young, but, uh, man, that's a job that I feel like they got to get their shit together because they, they should be, you know, Larinaga wanted to stay there, right? Yeah. They wanted to stay uh, there. Kim English is younger than skin. Yeah. So Which yeah. So there you go. If you're gonna do yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Um. So there's that. Uh, the transfer portal's batshit crazy. Over 600 players. I think probably 700 by now. Um, Are man. you receiving uh, interest from anybody? Everybody's receiving interest from somebody. I hate <laughs> freaking shit. I mean, some huge names. Obviously, Sky Clark landed yeah. with Louisville, but like. You got some really big names that have entered in this thing. Uh, what's EK from Wyoming, the big man? That guy's going to be a fucking get wherever, he, assuming he's healthy. Obviously, yeah. Khalif Battle, Damon, D- uh, Damian Dunn from Temple. 
you know, big opportunities. I saw the big man from Colorado hit the portal today. Uh, uh, the, the kid from Wyoming, uh, Taryn Armstrong, the, the, what the, probably the best player, uh, best, you know, if not the best player, the second best player of Cal Baptist hit the portal. You can go one by one. I mean, the, the BJ Mack from Walford, uh, I mean, you can go, there's so many of them. St. Thomas's star freshman, Tommy's he hit the portal. A lot um, of good mid major players in the portal already. Yeah. It's Jared Bynum transfer from up. Providence. Yep. Yep. I yep. wonder if he goes to, I bet you Jared Bynum from Providence goes to Georgetown because he's from upper Marlboro, Maryland. So I, I, I could totally see the Bynum. Yeah. 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 So uh, Quinn Slazinski for Iona. I wonder a bunch of Iona players. I'm I'm assuming they might just hop on over to St. John's. Uh, Duquesne's uh, easily junior. That guy's a baller. He hit the portal. Arkansas State starting point guard is good. Ford. He hit the portal. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. Um, Did you see uh, Drew Pember came back for Asheville? Oh, I love it. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we got Leia Pepe back. Pember yeah. back. I yeah. thought there was another another big name that said he was coming back, but. Uh, there will be plenty of news. I saw Marcus Adams Jr., a star freshman. You know, he uh is gonna enroll early and be a part of Kansas' staff next year. That's another one that caught my eye. Uh we're gonna have you covered for all this stuff. All this stuff as the season pro you know, as the offseason. We'll we'll go coach by coach talking about what we think this hire can be. Uh and and yeah, we'll have you covered on that stuff. But I feel like now we can uh hop into well let's go sweet 16. We'll close out with our CBI and NIT picks. Cause we still have uh, right below here. I got that Radford game going on. Um, sweet 16, obviously tomorrow night, we're hoping to get Rob Donaldson on the show. It'll be me, you and Rob Donaldson picking sweet yep. 16. My man. And uh, maybe, maybe Noah Beanick. He's always invited and uh, we'll go through all the games for Thursday and Friday, sweet 16 action. But I figured tonight would be a good episode to A, break down, rank our top coaches remaining in the Sweet 16, and also the games, we, the eight games that we want to see the most. All right. Um, let's start with coaching. Who do you believe is the top coach? left in the sweet 16. I would probably go Tom Izzo. Okay. Actually, should we count to... down? Should we, should we go reverse yeah. from, yeah, I think everyone's reverse. answer would be Izzo. that's not going to reveal yeah. anything. Uh, yep. So at 16, I mean, okay. So the, the, the guys that haven't had a deep history of winning in March, I think, um, well, Dusty May, obviously he's at Florida Atlantic. Jerome Tang as a head coach. Now he's had a great success as an assistant. Uh Brian Dutcher, I think, has done, you know, I think a lot of people think San Diego's deep run. That was actually with uh what's my guy's name from Michigan? Steve uh Steve Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Almost yep. said almost said almost said something else. Um then you have Sean Miller, who I feel like hasn't had amazing tournament success. Uh, you know, uh, obviously Mitch Henderson at Princeton, Rodney Terry, who's, uh, you know, never as a head coach. I don't think he got Fresno there. Did he ever get, I don't think he got Fresno there. 
Uh, no. Dan Hurley has been, you know, guys kind of struggled. Curious, who would you have at 16 between the, the 16 schools left? Uh, uh, ranking the 16 coaches, what what would be your 16th ranked coach? I probably would go Mitch Henderson at Princeton. Not just because by default, I mean, this was his first NCAA tournament win this year. Although, I mean, it's hard for an Ivy league school to get a win. I, he's done a good job there. He's won 60% of his games, but I, I probably by default, Mitch Henderson would be 16 for me. Well, and you got to realize that a lot of those other years where they finished, you know, second, I mean, look at yeah. this. His, he, he started out back then. You couldn't make the tournament because there was no postseason tournament and the, there was season. no Ivy league tournament. I mean, look, ever. This is a guy that's only had one losing season in his career. That's yeah, why I, I that's why I can't put him at 16. And that's why I am going to put uh well to me it's either yeah, I think you got to go I'll, I'll go Rodney Terry at 16. Because yeah. we haven't seen him like well, what at Fresno State what years was he there? He was there. He had Sully Bloom. Uh, as his point guard, he was uh, he was one twenty six one oh eight at Fresno, and then he was thirty seven. <laughs> was at UTEP, at UTEP too. I forgot he was at UTEP. Um, yeah. I mean, look, he's had he's had four losing seasons in his career. Also, a twelve and twelve season. I'll flip him. I'll flip him. I'll put Terry there just because of his. But I mean. I didn't think he did a bad. He went to the tournament at Fresno in 2015-16. So I don't think I mean, he did a. I don't think he's a bad coach. By us yeah, saying this, that doesn't yeah. mean you're a bad coach. It just yeah. means it just means that we think if we had to rank all of these, you know, obviously you're doing something right if you're even in the fucking Sweet 16. So this is not a diss on Rodney Terry, and obviously he will have the opportunity to make me look like win a it fool. All. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> dude, I actually think Texas has better chance than a, than a lot of other teams. If you were yep. to power rank who I think would win it all. Uh, but I think right now that would be, that would be the case for me. Um, so then at 15, do we do Mitch Henderson or what about, what about dusty may? And maybe, maybe we make a case for dusty may being 16 because, okay, he, we haven't seen a lot of them, but he, but he also has never had a losing season. Yeah. So he's been, he's been really good. I mean, it's er, no losing season. Then now he's 34 or 33 and three. Um, He's won 63% of his games. Yeah. I mean, there's not really a bad, like fluky coach in the sweet 16 this year. Um, So, so would you put Henderson above may or no, I'd put may above him. Just, I mean, to go 33 and three, that's that, that propels you. I mean, what 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 they've done this year is special, and it was built. He's built it up too. FAU wasn't rolling when he got there. Yeah, uh, that you also have Dan Hurley in the mix now. Granted, Dan Dan Hurley's had some great seasons at Wagner. He went like twenty five and five or something. Uh, he he built up Rhode Island. He built up UConn, but he had a lot of losing seasons in there. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so at fi- at sixteen we have Rodney Terry at fifteen. We're putting in Mitch Henderson at 14, Dusty May. I agree with that. Does does Dan Hurley belong anywhere below them? I don't think so, just because he took over Wagner when they really weren't playing well, won 25 and six, 
Rhode Island, I mean, I know he had a couple losing seasons. took a little bit to build there, but he was really good late. I'd probably put him as the next one. I'm looking at McDermott right now, too. It's probably between McDermott and... But Jerome Tang, you don't really have a long history. You can make an argument. He should be 16. But the only... Like, for him, it's hard just because he took over a preseason number 10 team in the best league in America, they were preseason pick last and he won. Um, I mean, they, they ran through it. I mean, they finished third and I think Baylor struggling has helped solidify him even more. Agreed. Agreed. We yes. talked about that in Vegas. So, all right, look, here's what I'll do. I'm going to put Jerome Tang at to me, number 13, and then I'll put Hurley at 12. I think Tang just has to prove it a little more to me. By default, I think he's a fucking yeah. incredible coach, but uh, yeah. just the fact we haven't seen him, uh, you know, I, I expect him to be in the top of this list in a couple of years. Um, now the question is, is that McDermott, Dutcher, Barnes, Miller, even Nate Oates, you could throw out there. What would your, what would your pecking order be from there? See, I got I got to look back at McDermott because McDermott struggled at Iowa State. He didn't have one winning season at Iowa State. He was good at Northern Iowa, three tournaments, um, and then he kind of um, got his career back on track when he went to Creighton. Was really good when his son was there. I probably would go McDermott next. McDermott did win at Wayne State. He did win back at Wayne in the State. Day. So in, yeah, twenty six and six in two thousand. Yeah, uh, that's I forgot he was at North Dakota State for a year. Um, yeah, you put Dutcher. What about Dutcher behind McDermott? Dutcher's also kind of unproven because, like, Dutcher took over. He was with Steve. The COVID year, the the COVID year burned burned him really bad, right? Yeah, I mean, he's won almost seventy seven percent of his games. He was thirty and two the COVID year. If he had had that God, COVID year, I think, I, I think we're thinking of him in a whole different atmosphere, just like uh, Anthony granted Dayton. So I probably would go, I would probably go uh, McDermott lower than Dutcher. I think Dutcher's really good. All right. I'll join you there. Let's say McDermott goes to uh, wait. So at 16, Terry at 15, Henderson at 14, may at 13, Tang 12, Hurley, 11 uh McDermott 10 Dutcher do you put Dutcher above Oats Oh see Oats also was kind of like Dusty May he had a Dusty May like year in terms of at Buffalo he was 32 and fours last year 3 out of 4 NCAA tournaments I got I, as much as I don't like Nate Oats in Alabama I mean he's been a one seed two out of the last 3 years that that's impressive at a football school That's true I mean, even I mean, that, at Bo- even at Buffalo, yeah. he had a great, he had a, co- yeah. a good couple yeah, Oates of years. Oates is there. pretty good. As I think Oates is a little higher up. I think I'd put. What about Dutcher and Miller? See Sean Miller, like it was Sean Miller. It's a lot Sean of regular at, season. Yeah, Sean Miller at Arizona, like in Tom, my opinion, like f- his like failure. Lloyd. At, yeah, that's <laughs> true too. But at least Lloyd is only in year two. Um, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, let's go Dutcher then. 
Then probably then Sean go, Miller. Yeah, I'll go Miller then at uh what is that? What would that be? Hold on. So 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. So at 10, we go Dutcher. Nine Miller. Dude, at eight, I'm putting Rick Barnes. I don't even know, man. I feel like you can make a case McDermott's better than Rick Barnes. I don't know. I, I'm taking Rick Barnes. I think I'm starting to think Rick Barnes is actually a little bit underrated. Rick Barnes. I mean, I, I, I know everybody says fade Rick Barnes season, but Rick Barnes has what uh, almost 800 wins. He's got multiple elite A's. He's got a final four. I, oh, I he's think, great for the regular season. Yeah. For the, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to pin up a, you know, a nice conference or regular season title. He's your guy. He'll be number one if we did that. He's probably better than fucking Izzo at doing that. Um, but at the same time, he just sucks in the tournament, dude. <laughs> yeah. He is a fucking winner, though. You go back to even his George Mason days, the guy was winning games. Um, all right. You've sold me on that. I'll put him ahead of Cronin. Because look, yeah, the, Cronin's, Cronin's, got, Cronin's got one final four. Thing. Yeah. They both have one final four. Yeah. I don't see how you can put Mick Cronin over Rick Barnes. Both of them got to be a- ahead of Oates though. Right? Yeah. If they're, they're, they're both just by, like, been, who's been to a final four. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put, so Miller, then we jump down to, would you put Mick Cronin over, over Nate Oates? Probably not. Just because Nate, like I said, Nate Oates has turned Alabama into a basketball school all of a sudden. Two out of three number one seeds, and then he was great at Buffalo. I put, probably would put, I think Oates and Musselman are, are very close, to be honest. See, but the problem here is that Cronin and Musselman have had deep runs. Oates hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, this is a second Sweet 16 in, in three years. I understand that, but Mick Cronin has been to a final four and was a, a crazy shot away from playing for the national championship. And Musselman went to the elite eight a couple times, right? Twice. Uh, Musselman's been twice. Yeah. yeah. And then a sweet 16. I'm sorry. I got, I got to put Oates, then go Cronin. And so that leaves us there with our remaining one. Then I'll go. So Oates Cronin. You put Barnes over Cronin. <laughs> I think that's pretty. I, me, me personally, yes, just because Barnes has done it longer. They're kind of they kind of have the same track record, to be honest. Been really good at multiple schools. I think just Mick Cronin's legacy kind of changed when he had that COVID Final Four year. But before that, he was a lot of second or uh, second round exits at Cincinnati. I mean, he went to the Sweet Sixteen as well. So yeah, I would go Barnes over Cronin. I think I go Cronin over Barnes, buddy. I think you you favor not, you favor Barnes. Close. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's pretty close. Uh, well, let's talk top five in a second here. But before I do that, I got to get us paid. I want to tell you that the college basketball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Talkify. <laughs> uh, life is full of what ifs. What if, uh, what if, uh, you know, Mick Cronin stayed at Cincinnati, he'd be in the big 12 now. And all of a sudden 
Mac Moneyline Mac would pr- be praising Mick Cronin. All right. Cause you know him and his big 12 bias. All right. I'm fucking with you, but no, honestly, what is about like, what ifs there's a lot of what ifs in life. I've said this on this very show before I met my wife in the basement of a, of an art gallery where I was doing a comedy show, which I had done about a hundred times before the same comedy show. Trust me. It wasn't an area where you think you'd meet your wife. All right. <laughs> like I said, the basement of an art gallery, you'd normally get, you know, bunch of, bunch of comics that were getting all <laughs> fucked up. You know what I mean? The occasional, the occasional, like you'd get some bands that would come down there and you know, you get, you do a quick little 10 minute set and uh, you probably get offered mushrooms, Coke and uh, pretty much anything. And, and you, you have a, you know, you avoid that. Right. I avoided that. I mean, I would take a beer, but I'm saying like, you know, but that was the type of scene it was. And uh, luckily enough, there was a band performing after the comedy show. So there was a completely different crowd than I was expecting. And I almost didn't go to this show. Uh, That's where I met my wife. Uh, She was there to see the band, not to see comedy. Um, And boom, next thing you know, I'm a married guy. Boom. Point is timing is everything. Uh, so when it comes to, uh, to, to dating, you know, talk is a new way to meet other serious singles. What if they help you find uh, what exactly what you're looking for? You know what I mean? Like maybe you're having a hard time meeting great people to date. I can tell you this before I met my wife, I had been out dating and it was terrible. Absolutely fucking terrible. I can remember, I can remember like, going out to a dinner and like just being like after 10 minutes, I was like, I can't stand this person. And I still got to stay there for like 45 minutes listening to the conversations. Right. And just loading up drinks. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean though? I mean, that, that that's terrible. Why, why, why not have someone else figure this out for you that, Hey, maybe I won't like this person instead of me. Be open-minded Colby, be open-minded Colby. Do you want another martini? Yes. I'm being open-minded. All right. Um, so it's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch, the human touch to dating. And that is with talkify because confidence is key when it comes to dating. But if you've struggled to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to, you know, to feel your best when meeting new people. With Talkify, you feel confident when you're meeting that someone special who was picked just for you. All right. Talkify is the, is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship relationship success. Their trusted compa- uh, compatibility specialists hand select successful and compelling candidates for you so you can date consciously and productively. Uh, and look, they have a Talkify has matchmakers that will meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. They'll even screen potential candidates that, that, you know, that they'll do background checks, make sure they're not part of the weatherman. You know what I mean? Make sure they're not trying to bomb something. You know what I mean? Like they're going to make sure that's a quality situation you're walking into. Uh, and the matchmaker will plan your date introductions, handle all the communications for you. Cause let's be honest. We've all been on that first date where you wanted to ask the question, but you didn't, you wanted to ask, you know, what do you do for a living? You know, I mean, you, you, nor- you normally, you normally say, what do you do for a living? But also there's like 30 other questions you kind of want to follow up with that. You, you just don't, you're like, okay, I'm trying to get through this. I'm trying to, you know, but really I, w- I would like to know this. 
And, and, uh, you know, sometimes that can be sensitive and that can be a, and if you do say it, it can be a turnoff for him or her. It can be like, Hey, you know, I'm out of here. Fuck this guy or girl. Um, so my point is, is right now talkify just let talkify do all that for you. All right. Uh, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's talkify, T A W K I F Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. All right, we are back. Actually, no, we're not. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on all of the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props, which I play all the time. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. Top five coaches left in the tournament. I think we already said Izzo's one. Kind of hard to dispute that considering he's the only guy that's won a national championship here. Yeah. As easy. a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's in the whole number, thing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So at number yeah. two, at number two is where the, it was, was where the, the, it really heats up. I feel like, I feel like this is, uh, this is where it gets, it, it can get chippy. There's Mark few who's got to the tournament championship game twice, twice. That's, that's a gr- hilarious comment by Dustin Cronin better. Enjoy these deep runs. Now when UCLA joins the big 10, they won't sniff the second weekend. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> a lot of truth to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark few, you got Mark few, you got Kelvin Sampson, you got Jim Laranega. And then at five, I think we put, we put Musselman, right? Yeah. I, I think Musselman's definitely fifth. And I think it's a debate yeah. is between those other four guys, the four old guys. Um, man, this is where it gets really fucking hard though. So you have few that's been to two championship games as a head coach. Yeah. If you're ranking it just by championship appearances, it would go Izzo. Actually it would go f- no, Izzo, then few. Yeah. Then uh Samson. Then I I, I think Laranega is a clear four here. Really? Why like, is that? I, I, I love I love Laranega. He's done a great job. I know he's got the George Mason final four run. He's done a good job at Miami, but I think Samson and Few are on a different level in terms of just the total level of consistency. I know Samson got the bullshit text messages scandal at Indiana. I don't know. That's just my two cents. I think I think Laranega is a lot closer to Samson than 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 you're giving it credit for. I mean, Samson has been fantastic. I remember back at Washington State, uh, but then when he went to Oklahoma, so I mean, he's only been to one Final Four, dude, and he was at, you know, Oklahoma in some great years. Well, actually, no, did he get yeah. he got Houston to one Final Four too? So he's been to two Final yeah. Fours. Um, and the COVID uh, year, they could have went again too. That was another like I, I guess we could say that for a couple guys. Well, I'm just saying, Larinaga went to the Elite Eight last year with Miami. He took George Mason to the Final Four. He didn't have the same type of opportunities, I would say. Like, uh, it took Jim Larinaga fucking like 20 years to get to a Power Five, where Kelvin Sampson coached at Washington State, Oklahoma, Indiana. You know what I mean? Like he had he had some big time opportunities there. 
So in that capacity, I would say it, that's not fair. You know what I mean? Like that's not fair that we didn't see Larinaga for all those years at George Mason uh, and all those years of Bowling Green. We didn't get to see him um, at a major school. I, I, I think also with Samson, like we've taken, we've kind of taken for granted how he's built Houston. That that program was a total dump when he took over. True, and now Very he's like true. turned it into a juggernaut. Like it wasn't. Well, it was great in the eighties. Yeah, it was great in the eighties, and then it went away. Yeah. Over, oh, it was it was more than bad. I mean, they were they were an embarrassment. So he turned that thing into a consistent winner. So I I I, I I'm gonna go few number two just because he's been literally. Mr. Consistency since 1999. I'll join you there. I'll say, I think, I think few has a little bit of a heads up on the other yeah. two, but as far as Larry, I, I do or, hope he or, wins one. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's, what's interesting about this, this whole sweet 16 that we have right now, basically, I mean, what teams have won national championships in our lifetime, or at least my lifetime, uh, you know, you have Michigan State and UCLA. I'm not sure what year you were born, but UCLA won one in '95. Arkansas, what '94, and played in yep. the '95 national championship, and then UConn. UConn. So the only two recent ones, and Michigan State's one's not even recent. That was what 2001, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So last time the Big Ten won it. Um, the Big Ten's been on a bad streak, man. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, we joke about Big Ten choking in March, but it's like every single year. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, that that's another compelling side of this. Is is so I, I automatically don't want UConn to win then because I want to see someone who hasn't won in a while or yeah. never personally. Personally, like I would love to see some of the other schools get in there and get that win, build that or culture. Michigan State. Yeah, we don't want to see Michigan State either. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'll be honest. I don't want to see Michigan State, UCLA, uh, UConn, or Arkansas win because they all won in my lifetime. They had the mountaintop. You know what I mean? I want to see Houston. I want even even Gonzaga one of these days. Even though I love, you know me, I made this case on the sh- on the show last week. I love sports misery. So if Gonzaga yeah. got to the national championship and found a way to lose that game, I would find it fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. I also, if they won it all, I'd be like, cool. They finally got it. They solidified that they're a fucking powerhouse. Cause I've gotten into a million arguments with people that are oh, they're not that good. Um, How great well, would it I be mean, if Texas won though? Actually, like, I know we don't like Texas, but they have to be forced to hire Rodney Terry. They don't want to hire him at yeah. all, but he forces them with the big 12 championship where he beats Kansas by 20. And then he wins the national championship. He's like, fuck you. You got to hire me now. They should hire him because he's done a damn good job. But I'll he's say done this: a great job. Yeah. Fuck Texas. All right. I never want I, Texas to win in anything, in anything, because they were assholes on the whole. Oh, the Big Twelve's got to pay us more because we're Texas. We and then you finally do that, and then they're like, "No, we're still going to the SEC." They're always a bunch yeah. of bitches, in my opinion. Texas football is a fucking joke. They uh, won national championships since 1970, and they think they're fucking Alabama or something. It's like, dude, you got one national championship since 19. You have the same amount of national championships as Georgia tech in football since 1970. Shut the fuck up. All right. I know you're Texas hook them all this nonsense. All right. Yeah. So I, I got to root against them. I got to root <laughs> against them. Exactly. I got to root against them. Even though I, I want they should hire Rodney Terry. He's proven to be a damn good coach this year. 
Um, That'd be great if K State wanted to answer Kansas's national championship. No, that's what I that's that's what I'm rooting yeah, for. That's who I want yeah. to win. Just like yeah, Kansas gets bounced early, and K State fucking wins Look, a national championship first year. Jerome Tang. I'm kind of rooting for any of these schools. Ready, like Houston, I'd be okay with just because man, they got robbed two you know two times in the '80s in the national championship. Yeah. Uh, they've never won one. Uh, and I also like the fact that they are still a group, uh, a mid-major and next year they're in the big 12. So they could, we could flex that Hey, mid-major won the natty. Um, oh, yeah. uh, then, and I also think in the that big 12, they're, yeah, they're that, not playing another game in the American. They're already part of the conference. Fair. Also, I would love to see, I would love to see San Diego state because Agreed. I want to see them become a power school. They they should have already been a power school, but the fucking Pac-12 on their fucking high horse. I don't have the academics, so can't get us. We're prestigious. Um, uh, Jimmy Laranega. If, he, if Miami won a national championship, I know you hate the ACC. I would love to see Jimmy Jimmy Laranega win a national championship and say peace out, college basketball. You know what I, I mean? W- I wish he was anywhere but Miami. Uh, it's like Texas. Like I hate Miami, and but I love Laranega because I went to his camps growing up at, at Mason. Yeah. So. I am a big J- Jimmy Laranega fan, but uh, I, I mean, with Princeton, I, I hate the Ivy League, so it's like hard to root for that Cinderella. That was another thing we didn't. No, talk that, about. that like, but that would just be hilarious. Yes, but that like, would fuck the, the like, Ivy League though. True, but <laughs> yeah. it would be fucking hilarious if the, if an Ivy League team took home the national championship. It would be absolutely hilarious because you have all these programs cheating. And the Ivy League, the the ones universities that I highly doubt they're doing anything with their NIL collectives. If they won the championship, it would be fucking hilarious. Uh, Florida Atlantic would be amazing. I think everyone would be okay with Florida Atlantic winning the national championship. Yep. I think Creighton would be great because I think you build that culture. You continue. They're in the middle of fucking Nebraska, and Fred Hoiberg can't jumpstart Nebraska to save his life. Right. This is potentially Gonzaga. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, this is potentially Gonzaga, but yet it, over in the uh, you know, in the middle of the country. But I would love to see them. But if I had to rank the teams that I want to see most, I got to be honest. It'd probably be Princeton, just as a nice fuck you. I just I <laughs> if find they didn't that try so and funny. cancel the season. I'd be like, yes, I'd be all for it, man. I wish Dude, this was like an but Oral. But that's Roberts. even funnier. That's even funnier. Yeah. It's like we didn't even play basketball. We would have won it that year, but we canceled the season. <laughs> All right. Fuck uh, those private school pussies. Even though I took them over <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> uh, what about Xavier? The ultimate fuck you no, tour th- for Sean Miller. I think that'd be great. That would be. Fa- I love that fan base. So I'm actually. Yeah. I, I forgot that one. Yep. That would be high on my list. Yeah. Tennessee, no, because you, you you guys always cheat. I feel like. No. Alabama, None of the no, SEC. you always None cheat. Of the yeah. Um, yeah. They're unbearable. Yeah, I mean, the the if I had to say no to a team first. Alabama. Yeah, them or Texas. I think Texas for me. Fuck yeah. Texas, man. Uh, the only thing with Texas is Rodney Terry would be like, "Fuck you, give me the job." Like, I like Rodney I Terry. I'm and I, I hope he. Yeah, I I would hope so, but I don't know. What about this though? What about odds to win the national championship right now? Like, do you have any plays that? And I still want to pick the. We're still going to pick our favorite matchups for the Sweet Sixteen, but yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm loading up, uh, loading up. Where are we at here? So hold on, hold on to win 
to win the national championship. Who do you think could realistically like Princeton? We don't think could really win the national no. championship, right? Where does no. that cut off for you? How many of these teams could win the national championship for you? I would say the teams that could win it: Houston, Alabama, UCLA, UConn. I think Creighton could win it. I think Creighton's got a little bit of it, and Texas. I think that Kansas would, State could. Yeah, maybe they got the guards. Do you think Sparty could? Yeah, I do. It's all about yeah. matchups, man. It's all yeah. about matchups. I think this is one of Sparty's toughest tests. Um, but uh, you know, it's all about matchups. I I wouldn't shock me that if they got that far. It matters who they play, but to me, the only ones that I say like certainly could not win the national championship. Win or go, because that's always been a difference. We've yeah. seen Butler. We've seen what Butler get there twice. Gonzaga get there twice. Some mid majors. Memphis with uh, Derek Rose. Uh, Gonzaga could win it. Because do you think? Like, do you think? Yeah. I, if I'm just listing the teams that I think could win it all, I think it's Houston, Gonzaga, UCLA. Yeah. I'll even throw Alabama in there, even though I don't really believe with that philosophy. Yeah. Um, I don't think Tennessee could win it either. I think Kansas State could. I think that's five. Creighton yeah. could too. Six. Texas seven. UConn eight. That's eight teams that I think could actually win the national championship. To appear in the national championship, I actually believe. I believe it's every school except Princeton and Tennessee. Maybe San Diego State too. I don't think San Diego State. I, can my, get Miami there. can't win it. Yeah. My, Miami's outside the top 100 in defense. Like, like I, I know that they've like they're a hot story right now, but they can't win it. I don't think Xavier can win it. They're not good enough defensively either. You got to be really good on both sides to win six and six and six games. I think Miami is going to give Houston all they can handle this week. So I'm tipping my hand. <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping, tipping my hand. My I hand. think Houston's going to fuck them up. <laughs> I, I think Miami's going to win on the money line. I have Houston winning it all in my bracket, but I, I think Miami is going to, I think that's going to be a very close game. And I think if you're going to play a dog, I think that's the one you want to play, but we, we got to get that's tomorrow's picks with Rob. Yeah. Um. All right. I mean, odds wise. So right now, essentially to win the national championship it, uh, out of all those teams, I just rattled off the team with the lowest odds that we think could actually win the national championship would be Kansas state at 3,500. <clears throat> yes, I agree. Cause you, you, you don't believe Xavier could win the national championship. Do you? No, I just don't think they're good enough defensively either. K-State, I think they're good like, enough to K-State get there. The guards. I'm with you. I, I think what about to get there? Which teams would you write off that? It's impossible for them to get there. Probably Princeton and FAU. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I mean, I I would be shocked if Miami beat Houston and Texas, but back to back. So I, I I would cross off Miami. I don't think Miami can get there. What if it's not Texas though? That's my thing. It, like Zay, for one game, look, and I'm, I'm taking Texas. I mean, I, I like Texas's chances to beat Xavier, but yeah. if Xavier did pull off that upset, cause upsets happen every fucking time we turn on, uh, yeah. we, we put a, then Miami Xavier, then I'm like, okay. They could do that. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and then you, you can build the same situation with Florida Atlantic. Like what if, uh, if Florida Atlantic like gets Michigan state, you're telling me for one game, 
I could see Florida Atlantic winning that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, th- I think, I think the winner of K state and, and uh, Michigan state's in a good position to at least get to the final four. Yeah. And then you, uh, once you get there, you never know what happens. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that answered any of our questions for as like odds. I, I like the K state one, K state plus 3,500. Agreed. Take a future on that right now. I, I think we tipped off what our favorite game to watch is too. Oh yeah, let's let, let's let's close out with this because yeah. I feel like this is this is my favorite ones to do. We do this on the college football experience a lot. All right, let's start with the with the game you want to see least. We're gonna go in order. What is the game you want to see least? See least probably Creighton and Princeton. If I had, if I absolutely had to choose, probably Creighton and Princeton, just because I, I think. I think you're right. I think you're yeah, right. By default, I mean maybe, maybe FAU Tennessee, but I think that that's going to be a decent game. That's what I, I was going to say. Like to me, yeah. to me, actually, I think it's between Creighton and Princeton or Xavier Texas because I think Texas is experience Texas could fuck them up, yeah. and their height might might be a, a shitty game to watch, but. So I'll put Princeton Creighton last. Then yeah. I'm gonna put man, but Xavier, Xavier could get up. They do have a lot of seniors. But I mean they That's both have saying. a lot of seniors. <laughs> it's like it's right, a lot right. of it's a lot of uh experience everywhere in that game. I'll go I'll go Tennessee FAU second to worst game. I'll join you on that. Yeah. Third worst game, I'm gonna go Xavier Texas because I think there's a chance that that's a blowout. Yeah, I would agree with that. Fourth worst game. Fourth worst game. See, I I think I'm in the minority of thinking Houston's gonna absolutely not absolutely drone by like thirty, but like I think Houston's gonna flex their muscles this week. Maybe, man, UConn Arkansas. That's got a lot of intrigue to it, though. Um, I think it's San Diego State Alabama. See, I think that one's going to be the surprise. Like, I think San Diego State, like, it's fascinating their defense versus Alabama's offense. It could. I mean, all these games are pretty good. Yeah. You know I, would what I, mean? like two, I would say the two one fives are kind of tied. They're both seven and a half point spreads, too. Yeah. I mean, I want to see Miami Houston more than San Diego State Alabama because I think the, the styles fit. You know what I mean? Like, but. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The game you want to see most. Well, I guess actually UCLA Gonzaga might be the popular I think, pick for me. Yeah. Michigan yeah. say K state. I want I to think, see that. Those I think guards. those are, I think those are the clear two top two to me. Yeah. Michigan state, K state and Gonzaga UCLA. Yep. Cause Gonzaga UCLA gave us one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. Yep. You know, twice. just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Twice, twice. That's right. Uh, Adam Morrison was yes, crying on that's the floor. Right. So that's right. That's right. rubber so, match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the game I'd like to see third most is probably Arkansas, Yukon or Miami, Houston. I don't yeah. know. These games are fantastic. Uh, what else can we talk about chat? We're going to have to get out of here in a second, but uh, if you got any ideas, fire them away and uh, we'll try to answer, you know, if you do it in a timely, timely manner right now, because we got about two minutes before we get out of here. Uh, Miami Houston should be great. Can't wait to see Omir go up against the Houston front court. Me too. I think that game is going to be good. 
And I think the fact that both coaches are really good coaches, Agreed. I think is compelling. It's very compelling to me. So uh, quick picks for, for, Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. I almost forgot. Yeah. almost forgot. Yeah. Um, good, good catch Noah. Uh, all right. So, and we have the CIT, but the NIT. So tonight, North Texas beat Oklahoma State by six in overtime, and Wisconsin beat Oregon by three. I went two and zero on the day on the NIT picks. That sets up for uh, tomorrow's action. UAB Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's laying one and a half. I am on Jelly Walker and UAB to get this done. What are you doing here? I'll take Jelly Walker as well over uh, the Commodores. Although the Commodores have been playing good basketball, man. Dude, if the season was a month longer, they would have been in the tournament. Oh, and they'd be dangerous. Yeah, they would have been in the tournament a month longer. Cincinnati, Utah Valley, this game, uh, you know, Utah Valley did ruin my Buffalo season. This is at the UCCU Center. I've driven right past this place before. Looks like a library. Um, do we have a line on this right now? One and a half. Cincinnati's my, minus one and a half. Take the Valley. I am too. That's a far home trip, team. man. Yeah, That's a far fucking trip. Um, yeah, I'm on board. Give me, give me the Valley to get that done. Um, CBI wise, which I, I think that championships tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Cause we're waiting uh, for up 10 right now on Radford. So that would then set up for Eastern Kentucky and Charlotte. Correct. Yeah, unless Radford comes back like EKU did, and I believe that's the championship tomorrow. So yeah. guys, check get the SGP and app. We'll have this in the picks page. Uh, Eastern Kentucky, Southern Utah was a fucking classic today. Hopefully you enjoyed that one, fellas. That's how you know the true the true college basketball fans. All right, that was some damn good game, no damn good basketball game. Um, all right. Well, I mean, do should we lock one? I'll lock up Utah Valley. I, yeah. I trust Utah Valley more yeah. than UAB. On the home. Yeah. yeah. Home floor. And if I had to make a projection who wins the uh CBI, that would be give me give me Eastern Kentucky to get it done. They've yeah. they showed some heart today, battling back. What about you? They're a hard team to prepare for too with uh with their style of play. Yeah, I'll take EKU. Unless they play Radford, Radford gets by, comes back. I'll take Radford. <laughs> My guy. Exactly. All right, the Highlanders, your guy. All right, folks. Yeah. Well, tomorrow we're gonna be back. Hopefully, Rob Donaldson. I know Rob, you're in the chat. Let's set this up tomorrow. Come through. Uh, love having uh, and uh, you know, a love talking with the chat, but also I know Rob's knowledgeable. If you trust me, if you're talking Eastern Kentucky hoops, you got knowledge. All right. Um, so, uh, it's going to be cool to have Rob on the show. We'll pick all of our, uh, all of our games for tomorrow's, you know, for the sweet 16 with the spreads lock dogs, maybe even give out a fucking teaser. All right, let's go. Uh, so folks stick around tomorrow's the, uh, will be the, the really big time episode. Um, uh, shout out to the whole chat and make sure you check out all of our other stuff. College football experience. We're, you know, I know the past two weeks we haven't had the opportunity to drop episodes. That will be changing uh, later this week. We got we will have a bunch of episodes out. Also, college baseball experience. Noah Beanick uh, behind the scenes there as that season's in full swing now. 
Uh, Luis Fleming says, what time it'll probably be right around the same time uh, as tonight. I would say around seven, uh, seven Pacific got to do ESPN Missoula. Shout out to ESPN Missoula for having me on again. Uh, that'll be at, uh, I believe five. I'm on there. So seven, uh, seven o'clock tomorrow uh, Pacific time. So 10 o'clock Eastern, we should be, you know, we'll let you know if something changes, hop in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. Uh, also follow all Moneyline Max stuff. All right. NFL gambling podcast, the Ryan and rush show. I also host the XFL gambling podcast and I've been absolutely on fucking fire for three straight weeks. Honestly, look, maybe you're, you're thinking, oh, I can't get into this. It's, you know, I mean, I would question that if we were just having a conversation between a beer, but I'm not going to do that with every person in the chat. All I'm saying is I've been on fire. All right. So if you're just looking to bet, I'm giving you some straight heat and I watch every fucking game. Guess what I did today? Cause I was in Vegas and I didn't get a chance to watch all the games. I watched all the fucking games right outside of here. So check out the XFL gambling podcast. Also the USFL gambling podcast, which I will be hosting. We'll probably have an episode out there soon as well. Check out the sports gambling podcast. Cause we just dropped a bunch of episodes there and uh, yeah, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store, and Google play store. And until then tomorrow, cannot wait. This is the college basketball experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. My cellies off, so I can't be found. I'm on a worldwide tour, touring every fucking curtain down. They say the Lord watches over my sins, over my head, watching hair as it thins, over the ledge, and ain't letting me in. There's still regiments and relevance to letting me win. Win, win, lose a draw. You ain't prepared unless you are ready to lose it all. Losing a brawl? Yeah, that's a ride a day. Good friends know my Nina hideaway. They came and went, but the riders stay. So it's like I won the lottery and can't be found. Until I resurface with the latest purchase. 33 and a third and 45 circles. You ain't got the and I ain't 45 king. But on the beats, I've been doing my thing. I start the program and the doorbell ring. I gotta leave town to a place I can't be. My cellies off so I can't be found. I'm on a worldwide tour, touring every fucking curtain down. American dreams, lessons, and still they work. I guess the sand on the beach still was really dirt. Now I'm going home, flying over Rome at 30,000 feet. Like, damn, is that really earth? I see the killers work on walls, familiar turf. Got a little schooling graph, 101 was first. Got a little schooling math, didn't really work. But put the numbers on the block and I make them hurt. Any block is my stomping ground where my people lay low so they can't be found. They don't want to be. Ain't from the crew, but I'm honoring. Liquid, steady game, solar sad psycho harmony. Type of armory that's more than a shield. Type of armory's DeLorean still. Type of warrior's ill. So true to my sound, but dig deep so it can't be. My cellies off.